Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you would uh, turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. Um... As I said before, we have been um, in a series of Genesis. We saw God creating all things. He created everything that there is to be. He spoke and there was light. He spoke and everything did as He commanded. Um, And He created man and woman and placed them in a garden paradise. He placed them in this place for them uh, and, and provided for all of their needs. And He created them in His own image, the Bible tells us. We are, as human beings, created in God's image. And He created them in His image. He put them in the garden and He gave them one command, you shall not eat from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And that did not last long. We see in chapter 3 how, how Adam and Eve um, disobeyed God. How they, they were, Eve was tempted by the serpent and she ate and she gave some to her husband. Uh, and Adam bears the responsibility for that. They, and, and all of us in Adam fell that day. And, and God um, placed a curse upon the serpent he placed a curse upon the ground and, and so, that, so that it would no longer produce fruit the way that it had before, but it would produce thorns and thistles and, and work would become a labor and a toil for us. And um, in the midst of all of this curse, in the midst of the fact that death is brought into the world, God gives a promise of a seed. He tells Eve that one day there would be a seed of the woman who would come and crush the serpent's head. Someday, one of her descendants would come and crush Satan's skull. We see... In the next chapter, the one we looked at last week, how how Eve, after uh, they had been thrown out of the garden, had been exiled out of the garden, Eve had Adam and Eve they 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 conceived and and bore a child, Cain, and there was an expectation. She said, "I've gotten a man, right? God created a man, and now I've gotten one." And and she, as he's born. Uh, there is an expectation and a hope that maybe this is the one who will be the seed. Maybe this is the one who will be the answer to our problem. And he has a brother that's born. And one kills the other and their hopes are dashed. And yet, in the midst of that, at the very end of chapter 4, Adam and Eve conceive again. They they have a child and they call his name Seth because God had appointed another seed. 
There's an emphasis here on the seed and how, how this, this one was going to be the line in which the Savior was to come. And we pick up in chapter 5 and we see a bunch of names. We see a bunch of names. It's just this person lived for so many years. They had so many children. They had a child named this and they lived this many years after they had the child and, and then they died. And we see that over and over and over and over and over again. And when we read our Bibles, when we try to read through the book of Genesis, when we try to read through the Bible in a year, we get to this point and we're like, can't I just skip it? Right? You guys were talking about it right before the service. (laughs) Can't I just skip it? We all feel that way, but there is meaning here. We don't want to just skip it. Um... If we're paying attention to the pattern and if we pay attention to the, the things that break the pattern, we'll see there's, there's meaning here. And it all points to Jesus. Um, so let's look at our text, beginning in verse 1 of chapter 5. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man... He made him in the likeness of God, male and female, he created them. And he blessed them and named them man when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness and after his own image, and he named him Seth. The days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters, thus all the days of Adam, that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. When Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Seth lived after he fathered Enosh 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. All, thus, all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. When Enosh had lived 90 years, he fathered Kenan. Enosh lived after he fathered Kenan 815 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. Are we beginning to see a pattern here? When Kenan had lived 70 years, he fathered Mahalalel. Kenan lived after he fathered Mahalalel for 840 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Kenan were 910 years. I'm waiting. And he died. And he died. died. Um, Left off. (laughs) Sorry. Um, When Mahalalel lived 65 years, he fathered Jared. Mahalalel lived after he fathered Jared 830 years. He had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years. And he died. And he died. When Jared had lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch 800 years and and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Jared were... 962 years, and he died. died. We got the pattern here. Now just get ready for the break in the pattern. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God. 
after he fathered Methuselah 300 years. And he, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Breaks the pattern. It breaks the pattern. We notice that. When Methuselah lived, had lived 187 years, he fathered Lamech. Methuselah lived after he fathered Lamech 782 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Methuselah were 969 years and he died. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and called his name Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord... God has cursed, the Lord cursed. This one shall bring us relief from our work and from our painful, from the painful toil of our hands. Lamech lived after he fathered Noah 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Lamech were 777 years and he died. After Noah was 500 years old, Noah fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. It is all beautiful. Even the parts that we have difficulty with, it is your inerrant, infallible word. And you have given this to us for a purpose. It was not just empty words. You have given this to us for a purpose, for our edification for the building up of the body of Christ. Father, we pray that you would help us. Lord, you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to obey. And Father, I pray that you would be with me. Give me grace. Lord, forgive me. Lord, use me in spite of my sin. And Father, I pray that you would strengthen me to preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. So when the chapter begins with words that we will see several times in the book of Genesis. In fact, we've already seen them once. It says, This is the book of the generations of Adam. If you look at, if you just flip back to Genesis 2, it says at uh, verse 1. Three, these are the generations of the heavens and the earth when the, when the day that they were created, when they were created. Um, these are the generations. Uh, and, and here it says, basically, these are the generations. This is the book of the generations of Adam. Uh, when we get to um, Noah at, at the end of his life, uh, at, before it gives the genealogies of his sons, it'll say, these are the generations of Noah. Uh, when we get to Terah, that's Abraham's father, it's going to say these are the generations of Terah. We get to um, Isaac and Ishmael and Jacob. It does the same thing. It follows that pattern. And uh, scholars say that the reason for that pattern, that, that phrase, these are the generations of, is to, to break literary units. The, the, the Genesis is broken into those literary units that are, that are held together by those phrases. 
Um, these are the generations of. So what we're seeing here is the very beginning of a new literary unit. We'd seen uh, the creation. We'd seen uh, God's creating man and woman. We'd seen the fall and we'd seen um, the, the, uh, the murder of, of uh, Abel. And we're seeing a new literary unit that's beginning. And it says... It, it, it basically starts with a recap. It's pointing back to the creation and, sh- and, and, and showing these are some, some things that you'll need to know for what we're com- what's coming up next. So he says, When God created man, He made him in the likeness of God. Remember pointing back to Genesis 1, 27-28. It tells us God created man in His own image. So He made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, He created them. He blessed them and named them man. Now by man there, it's using the the general term, we might say mankind. He blessed them and named them man. uh, When they were created. And Adam, now it's beginning the genealogy, and we, we saw that pattern. And Adam lived 130 years, and he fathered a son in his own likeness, after his own image and named him Seth. Notice something, it doesn't say in all of those other ones. Adam fathered a son in his own image, in his own likeness, just like it says about God creating Adam. And so we see here, there's something similar between the way God created Adam and and God created Adam in His image, and this image is then passed on. Uh, there are some people who, who wonder, you know, do, are we still created in God's image? I mean, the fall happened. Did we lose God's image whenever the fall happened? No. I don't believe so at all. Otherwise, um, I don't think there would be such an emphasis. The New Testament teaches that, that, uh, that we're created in God's image. And in Genesis 9, after the flood, we see again uh, the fact that capital punishment. When, when uh, God institutes capital punishment in Genesis 9 after the flood, it says that, that uh, it's, it's because people are created in God's image that makes them so valuable and it's the reason why uh, the only suitable punishment for someone who kills another person is to be put to death. It's because they have attacked the very image of God. So, Implication there, the fact that we are created in the image of God, that we did not completely lose the image of God, though it was marred, though it was distorted, though it's been corrupted because of sin, we have not lost the image of God. And the fact that we are in the image of God means that we are valuable. That human beings are valuable. It does not matter if it's, if it's a young infant who's not even born yet in their mother's womb, all the way to someone who's in the nursing home, maybe on their deathbed, they are still created in the image of God. Their body, is, their, their, their body and soul together are still the, reflecting the glory of God in His image and they are worthy of, of value and care and dignity. And it doesn't matter if it's someone who is the most brilliant scientist in the entire world. And it doesn't matter if it's someone who was born uh, intellectually disabled, who, who maybe uh, doesn't even have the intellectual capacity of a third grader. It doesn't matter what our intellectual capacities are. It doesn't matter what our ages are. We are created in the image of God and we are worthy of value and dignity because we are created in the image of God. Of God. So Adam 
lived 130 years. He fathered a son in his own likeness, after his own image. He named him Seth, after the days Adam had fathered Seth, were 800 years. He had other sons and daughters. He had other sons and daughters. This is another thing that's important to note. Some skeptics, they come with the question, well, who did Cain, who was Mrs. Cain, right? Who did Cain marry? Who did, who did Seth marry? Adam and Eve had other sons and daughters. I think that the, the text, it doesn't speculate on any kind of uh, other peoples that God created outside of Adam and Eve. No, we are all bound together in one biological solidarity. I think the only answer from the Bible is the fact that um, they married their sisters. <laughs> uh, now, we think of that as weird. We think of, and, and we wonder, you know, wouldn't there be some kind of uh, um, um, birth defects or something like that? Well, this is a different time we're talking about. They were pristine. You know, they, 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 there hadn't been thousands of years for mutations to come up in the gene pool. Um, they, they, they were perfect genes from, from God's uh, original creation. And, uh, um, you know... And while I try to give an answer for that, that doesn't seem to be the, the, the question that the Bible's raising itself. This is a question that's raised by the skeptic as a kind of gotcha. I don't even think we need to worry about it too much. That's not the question the Bible raises. Um, but I think there's an answer. So, he lived 930 years and he died. Now, I'm not going to go verse by verse all the way through these like I usually do. Because it says the same thing in all of them. (laughs) But I want to notice a difference between Adam and Seth here. Whenever Whenever it talks about Seth being born, it says, when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own image and likeness. But whenever it comes to Seth, it says, when Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. It skips the word son. It just goes straight to Enosh. When he, when he had lived 105 years, he fathered Enosh. Um, and then we, we follow the rest of, of what it says here, and then it says, just as we all kind of said together, and he died. And, and, and this, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died, all through that text... There's doing at least two things. One, it is pointing to the inevitable consequences of sin. When God talked to Adam and Eve in the garden, He warned them before they partook of the fruit. He told them, in the day that you eat this fruit, you will die. And while God had grace, they did not immediately fall dead whenever they ate of the fruit. In that moment, there was a death sentence pronounced upon them. And at the end of Adam's life, we see that what that sentence was given at the moment he took that fruit, it was carried out. And those effects uh, continued in Seth, it continued in Kenan, it continued in Enosh, it continued in all of these generations right down to us. And everyone we know either has died or will die because of sin entering into the world. Um, and we follow this, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died. I said it was doing two things. One, it's pointing out the inevitable consequences of sin. The other thing that it's doing here is it's providing us a pattern where we will see something break from that pattern. 
We get to Enoch. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God and he, after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he was not. For God took him. Enoch didn't die. All of these other people died, 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 died. You can go, you can't go find their tombstone. It's too ancient. <laughs> but uh, they died. And Enoch, it doesn't tell us, and he died like everybody else. Instead, it tells us he walked with God and he was not. For God took him. We see one other person in the Old Testament where this kind of thing happens. Elijah. Whenever at the end of his life, when at the end of Elijah's life, uh, he doesn't die, but instead a, a, a chariot of fire comes down out of the sky and picks him up and takes him off right into heaven. Two Old Testament saints, we see this very same thing. They didn't die. Um, so... We have, he didn't die, and, and the, I think the text is trying to tell us why he didn't die. What's different about him? What's different about him other than all these other guys? Well, it wasn't just because he was Enoch. It wasn't because his name was Enoch. It wasn't because, uh, uh, it wasn't because his dad's name was Jared, like me. <laughs> um, no, why didn't Enoch die? The text is telling us because he walked with God. Because he walked with God. It's telling us there is a, there is a rescue plan. There is a remedy. You want to avoid the penalty and the power of sin? He's telling us walk with God. That is how you avoid the death sentence. It's walk with God. Um, now, that's all it says. I think the, in other places throughout the book of Genesis, it explains what it looks like to walk with God. We can get that idea, he walked with God, and, and, and so if we want to live forever, then we've got to walk with God. What does that look like? We can get the idea that it's by works. That it's by doing all the right things. But I... I don't think that's the picture the rest of Genesis gives. I think the only way we can get that picture is if we just conjure it up in our imagination just by the things that we know about the world. But the text isn't telling that. And then we move on to Noah. And in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, it tells us, These are the generations of Noah... Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. It tells us right there in the text. He walked with God. But he wasn't directly translated into heaven. He walked with God by faith. We have an example of faith here with Noah. He believed God before any, any first drop of water began to fall. Noah believed God and he built the ark and because of his faith, he was saved. And we look at Abraham as another example of someone who walked with God. Who, who walked with God, who it was accounted him as, he was accounted as righteous not because of his 
works or obedience. He was accounted righteous because of his faith. So the rest of the book of Genesis, I think, I'm I'm kind of pulling from places here, but I think to walk with God is to have faith in Him, to trust in Him. And that is the way to life. Now, we come to the last one there in the line. The one that I think all this is pointing towards, and that's Noah. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son. Notice already there's a difference here. There's a difference in the text. When when we had Adam and Seth, it said, Adam had lived so many years and he fathered a son and he called his name Seth. And all the rest of them just says, like Seth lived 105 years and he fathered Enosh. It doesn't say he fathered a son. But here we're back to, he fathered a son in verse, at the end of verse 28, and he called his name Noah, saying, Out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, this one shall relieve, will, will bring us relief from the work and the painful toil of our hands. Noah, that name, is the Hebrew word for rest. He will bring us relief or rest from our work, from the painful toil of our hands. So here's Lamech, several generations after Adam and Eve. I said Eve was looking forward to a seed, one who would come, who would crush the serpent's head. And and God provided Seth another seed. And here, at the end of chapter 5, Lamech was still looking forward to that promised seed. Lamech was looking forward and he named Noah rest, saying, out of the ground that the Lord has cursed. Looking back at the curse that God pronounced in Genesis chapter 3, out of the ground that God has cursed, one, this one shall bring us relief from the work and from, from, from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Both of that, those terms, the work and, our, and the painful toil of our hands, is looking a bit again back to Genesis 3 in the, in the curse that was placed upon the ground. The, the curse that was placed upon the ground, uh, it, it said that Adam would have to, to labor and toil and uh, his pain would be increased. Uh, or is that the woman? <laughs> the labor and toil was incorrect. It would produce thorns and thistles. And Lamech is looking forward to one who would be that seed of the woman who would come and, and crush the serpent's head. He would bring an end to the curse. He, and, and Noah did fulfill this in a sense. In a sense. Because Noah saved the world. By faith, in God, he built an ark, and in that ark, just him and his family were saved whenever the coming destruction came and the flood destroyed all of humanity and all of the animals except for those that were with him in the boat. Noah was a type. He was a picture of the Savior, of the seed of the woman that was to come. And we fast forward in the book of Genesis and come to Abraham, as I've talked about before, another picture of faith. 
He he was one who was promised that he would have a son, he would have a seed who would then bless all nations through him. He would have a, a promised seed. And then we fast forward on, and at the end of the book of Genesis, we see there's a promise given about Judah, one of Abraham's descendants, and how Judah... The the scepter would not depart from Judah. By the end of Genesis, you've already narrowed down from the whole human race to the the Jewish people, Abraham's descendants, and, and then narrows it down all the way to the tribe of Judah, which says the scepter will not depart from Judah. Expecting there will be a king from that line. We fast forward even more into the future and we see... King David, who's promised there will be a king who will sit on his throne and reign forever and ever. There will be no end to his kingdom. We fast forward to Jane's reading from tonight. And we see that this line extends from Adam to Seth to Enosh and to Noah and to all the way until we get to Jesus who was born in Bethlehem who lived a perfect, sinless life, who died for our sins, and in so doing, He rose again and crushed the serpent's head. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Jesus, the seed of the woman, crushed Satan's skull. So, I know... Sally, you said you needed to leave at seven. We've got five minutes if you've got, if you've got the time. Um, I'm going to sum it all up. We are created in God's image. We did not lose that image, though it was marred, though it was, it was uh, uh, corrupted. It was not destroyed. Because of that, we are valuable. Um, two, death comes to us all. Uh, and the only remedy to that, to that is to walk with God by having faith in Him, by having faith in the promised seed who has come in the person of Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, and because of His resurrection, we can know that we can have eternal life with Him. Our challenge from this text today is we should walk with God like Enoch did by having faith in Him, by having faith in Jesus, the one who Noah pointed to. By having faith in Him, trusting in Him, trusting that His death on the cross covered our sins and that we, while we were, our sins were as scarlet, He has washed them whiter than snow. We throw ourselves upon Him and we're saved. listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.